This is Pound in Victory. Well, we're back. Yep. We want to welcome everybody back to the podcast. And uh, we went through December. I didn't know, uh, we didn't record anything in December, did we? Yes, we did. Right before Christmas? We had an episode go up on like the 19th. Oh. Well, that was good. You did a whole Christmas episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there was a lot going on, so we celebrated Christmas. Yep. That turned out pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole family was there, right? Yeah. The reason we took a break is because we had we went to Milwaukee. That's right. For your graduation. On th- Upon returning, we put up the Christmas episode. And then it was the week of Christmas, basically. Yeah. And we had it. W- well, you guys had your fiftieth wedding anniversary. We celebrated basically twice. Mm-hmm. Once right on the anniversary on the twenty second. Yep. Did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? I got more than I wanted. You got some Crown and Victory shirts. Which I do. Are pretty pretty cool looking. And I wore one of them. All week this week. It was a nice one. It was a kind of a, I don't know what you call it, not green or blue, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's kind of, it's an interesting Turquoise. color. Yeah. It's like seafoam green. Yeah, it's a nice one. Mm-hmm. And black lettering on it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So I wore that, and uh, I got one uh, long sleeve one, black. Yeah. I, I, I wore that a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah. Was there, th- oh, and there's a green one, right? Yeah, I haven't got to that one. Are you looking forward to this new year? Yeah, and uh, I think it's going to be pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you look on the world scene, you know, it's, um, uh, depends upon how you want to see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, just yesterday there was a, a few bombs sent out, you know, Towards uh, Yemen. Yeah. Yep. And uh, people are upset about that. Right, but you know the, the things that brought it on are even worse. Mm-hmm. You know, stopping all them ships and you know taking them over. And yep. All the transfer of goods from one country to another halted. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's pretty evil in itself. Yep. So it was uh, retaliating against that, but. It also brought on more threats that other things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Big political year. Yeah, that's a really something too. Yep. And nobody knows what's going to happen. It's a leap year. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. I finally got around to one of 29 days in February. Yep. My uh, brother is a leap year baby. Yeah. Richard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he finally gets a birthday this year. Yeah. I don't know how old he is leap year wise. 17, 18, I don't know. He'd be older than that. I don't even know how old he is. You know, because I'm 73 now, and then I got a sister below me, and then another brother than him. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's, he's three below me. Well, I suppose he's in his 60s now. Yeah. Early 60s. 
So he's at least 15. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you guys celebrate it as birthday every year, though, as a kid? Oh, yeah. 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 Did yeah. you just do it on the 28th or March 1st? I think did did either one, whatever's convenient. Mm-hmm. Nobody had a set thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys do a lot for birthdays and stuff when you were younger? Um, up until I was about fourteen. Yeah. Then it kind of started phasing out. Yeah. Hmm. I know some people celebrate their birthdays really different. You know, like yeah. if they have a job, they take the day off for themselves, and you know, they really make a big deal of it. I know I got grandchildren that they celebrate their birthdays for seven days. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, mm-hmm. I would have never dreamed in my life anybody would get celebrated that long for a birthday. But Carlos and I have taken trips. Oh. Like on my golden birthday, the 29th birthday, we went to New York. Well, that that would be something interesting. Mm-hmm. We've we've gone other places too. Mostly our anniversary falls, kind of like yours. Your anniversary falls a couple weeks before your birthday. Same for me. Have you ever heard of anybody coming from New York to Eau Claire for their birthday? It's surprising to me how many people come to Eau Claire as like a trip. Like they they come here to visit and they're like a tourist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have unfortunately a lot of breweries. Yeah. Right. And. We have like a lot of in the summer at least we have a lot of music festivals. That's true. Yeah, it's a it's a funny thing, you know how life works out. I, I joined the army and I went and uh, and got shipped to Augsburg, Germany. Mm-hmm. And I was this was before I knew Christ. You know, I drank things, and I was in a club in on base, mm-hmm. and they had live music. And I was sitting there, and this guy uh, was running table to table, and I'm watching him, you know. And he's got a mug of beer in his hand, and Mm -hmm. asking people, where are you from? And they tell him, you know, what state, city, and so on. And he's running around, and this is a big club, huge. Mm -hmm. And he's running around trying to match people up with people they might recognize, you know, and at least be from the same state. Mm -hmm. I watched him for about an hour, hour and a half, and I'm thinking to myself, as drunk as he get, he's getting, he can't hardly remember anything, I don't think. And then finally he hits our table. And he mm-hmm. said, where are you from? And I thought, well, technically I'm from Jim Falls, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. <laughs> which has one store and two bars. That's yeah. it. And I thought nobody... And a Lutheran church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wild Catholic, too. Yeah. <laughs> but that's about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, who in the world would ever recognize that? And then I thought Chippewa Falls is only 12,000. So I jumped up and I said, I'm from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And he said, how far is that from Chippewa Falls? <laughs> and I said, are you kidding me? I said, why'd you ask that? He said, there's a guy down front that's from Chippewa Falls. I said, show me where he is. So he took me down there. And his name was Nick Young. Well, I, I went out partying with him and got drunk with him the night before he left for Europe. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. And then you guys found each other there. Yeah. And then, the, you know, I wasn't supposed to be off the base yet because you have to be on a restriction for 30 days. And he says, hey, let's go downtown. So, you know, I said, well, I can't get out. He said, we'll jump the fence. So we did. And we went downtown <laughs> and celebrated seeing each other. 
shortly after that, a few weeks after that, like four or five, he he got shipped home. Oh, really? Yeah. But I did get to see him, and that was interesting. That's funny. Actually, you know, there's a lot of references to Chippewa Falls in, like, well, the movie Titanic. Yeah, it's in there. And there's different references to Chippewa Falls. So we have a, we have a, a lot going on. But um, through the holidays, it was uh, nice, you know, because... Um, I mean, nice in a sense that nobody had to worry about travel. Mm-hmm. Here we are in Wisconsin. We didn't have any snow. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever went an entire holiday season without snow. This far into January. We just got snow. Yeah. Like last night. Yeah. It was it was kind of a blessing in the sense of people traveling and, mm-hmm. you know, going to see family in other areas and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, in the warm temperatures, you know, a power company's got all the power. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They got the power Literally. to tell you what you're going to pay. Yep. <laughs> so I always look at it as a tremendous blessing when our temperatures wait until mid-January to drop because, you know, that's the only mercy you get. You know? So, mm-hmm. you know, you get a, quite a break from the power company for you know, clear up until January. That's a real blessing. What are your big goals for this year? Um, what are you bi- looking forward to the most? Um, I would I would like to see more people come to Christ. Yeah. Um, and it's a bad thing to think, but um, there are actually Christian songs out there that are sung, you know, and, and, and in the songs they speak of their desperation that, you know, they came to the Lord through. Mm-hmm. And a lot of cases, that's what it is. Yeah, it's not often that you see people at the top of life really killing it, and they're like, you know, I should probably turn to God. It's always the people that are in the worst uh, part of their life. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I also hear of, um, even recently in the last few months, of uh, some pretty good-sized names out there that have turned their lives over to Christ. Yeah. You know, in the entertainment business. Yes. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody needs God the same. It doesn't matter how wealthy they are. And, uh, you know, so you see it happening. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking because of the world's situation conditions, you know, it's like when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. You know, the, for a few weeks, everybody was running the church and reaching out to God, you know. And then as soon as things settled back down, you know, so did they. You yeah. know, they just went back to normal. And it's it's awful to think that that's what it takes. But, you know, because of the world's situation, conditions going down, you know, I would like to hope that there's going to be more people turned to the Lord. Yeah. You know, before something drastic happens and it's mm-hmm. too late. But the year, you know, 2024 is a year for more, more people. Yeah, coming in Mm -hmm. and giving their lives to him. A lot of people have been saying that more in 2024, more in 2024. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah, even this morning we had a Bible study, and uh, as we finished, uh, one of the people that were there, uh, he he just started talking about, you know, some of the things he's been going through for the last few days. And... He was actually out to our church working on it mm-hmm. on one of those days. And he said when they got done, he parted company with, you know, an employee, and then he just stayed there for two hours meditating on what's been going on, you know. 
troubled by it all. You know? mm. And uh, as he did that, I listened to him, and he poured his heart out. And I said, let's just open the Bible. Yeah. And let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, I want you to just start reading that from verse 10 on down. And he did. You know, and then of course it talks about putting on the full armor of God. Yeah, the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, shield. We of did faith. that physically. Did that on uh, during the watch night service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, he he read it, and then we stopped periodically in it and mm-hmm. talked about what he's reading. And then when he had finished, I said, "Now go back and read the first nine verses." Mm-hmm. And he did that. And then it, what it's talking about in the first nine verses, which. Most of my life, listening to people preach, they always start at 10 and go down. Mm-hmm. Hardly ever you see anybody read verses 1 through 9. We see that a lot, even in like us reading here. You know, We had that discussion with John 3.16. Nobody knows what the first 15 verses. No, they don't. John chapter 3 say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it was the same way with Ephesians 6. When, yeah. when you read the first 9, it's talking about authority. Yeah. Talking about children uh, obeying their father and their mother Mm -hmm. and showing honor to them. And then it goes on, you know, to how the father is supposed to act, you know, in response to the children and provoke them not to wrath. Right. And, and of course, I've got my opinions, you know, so I said, I believe that when a person's going to provoke their kids to wrath, I said, in my observations for 43 years of living with the Lord, I said, I think the inconsistency that you see in people can provoke their children to wrath. Yeah. You know, if they're claiming to be Christian and then they're acting like the devil, you know, one day and then the next day they're back to being a Christian, I, I could see that provoking the children to wrath. Mm-hmm. And um, we discussed each part of it. And then it went on to talk about people that are employed, how they're supposed to uh, serve the master, you know, yep. and uh, do it as unto the Lord. And then it talks about employers and how they're supposed to treat the employees, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, the grace of God. And yeah. right down the line. Yeah. So the whole first nine verses is about uh, respecting authority. Mm-hmm. And our greatest authority to respect is God himself. And if we keep that in the forefront of what we're doing, we respect him at all times because mm-hmm. he's the major authority that we live under then the rest of them will fall into place. And we read that, and it really blessed him. Mm. You know, he said, I think I got my answer. <laughs> mm. And he got it from the Word of God. Yeah. Isn't it nice to know that people feel like they can do that at church? Yeah. That it's an atmosphere where people can find some peace? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it really caught me when he said that he was out there to work on the building and then he just stayed there in the mm-hmm. piece of it and, you know, sought an answer for his dilemma. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, a lot going on. You know, I don't know what people were doing in their days, but we just started renovating our house and the bathroom. Yeah. Turned out to be quite a you know, element of time involved in it. I think bathrooms are one of the hardest rooms in the house to renovate, they say. More time consuming. Yeah, they're they're small, yep. but a big amount of work to do in them. Mm-hmm. 
and uh it's like bathrooms first then kitchens yeah like those are the big the hardest rooms in the house house to renovate and it's amazing how much stuff they hold yeah that has to be removed Mm -hmm. and gotten out of the way to do anything Mm -hmm. yeah i tried to make it as easy as i could for the guys doing it though because i I backed my uh, my old plow truck up to the front door, so all the debris that they were tearing out, they just step out the door and throw it in the truck. Oh, that's nice. And uh, then after they were all done with the main tear out, mm-hmm. and the truck had a big mound of stuff in the back of it, we just took that to the city dump and yeah, got it unloaded. Nice. But it it relieved them, you know, of what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, of course, we have a nice sized window in our bathroom, so they just opened that wide open, and a lot of things they needed or needed to get rid of, they just they pass just them out the out. window. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that on like a second story where they make like a chute. Oh yeah. For all the debris and all that. Yeah. That's put cool. it right down to the vehicle and mm-hmm. put it right in. Or the dumpster, whatever they yeah. have. Yeah, cool. so they worked on that, put in a, took out our tub and put in a walk-in shower mm-hmm. with the glass doors, and it, it's turned out really nice. Yeah. And then uh, they did everything right down to the resurfacing uh, the walls, uh, put in a new floor. Mm-hmm. At That's first they were, they were th- talking about just putting a new uh, vinyl floor over the top of the ceramic, and... Uh, I didn't even know he was going to do it. Next thing I know, they brought in the equipment to just hammered the floor right out. For this new year, you're, I mean, obviously you're continuing with the podcast. Oh, this yes. This will be very exciting. And then we'll start to, you want you have the desire to work on a book. I'm I'm really trusting God to open a door for that. Yep. So we're, we're going to start putting things together for a, your book. As we were going along in the podcast, you know, that we've talked about a, a couple of things, you mm-hmm. know, of, of uh, basic miraculous things that God has done, you know, and there's a lot more of them that yeah. I want to get into. But you know, I'm doing it in a manner of you know bringing in Scripture all the time because none of it's possible without the Lord. And John one one, the Bible says, "In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God." Mm-hmm. Now that might be hard for people to receive right away which you got to set and meditate on it in the beginning was the word because god's a spirit he's a spirit he can manifest mm-hmm. himself in many ways and he does mm-hmm. but there's no one way that we pin him down so god can do anything he wants he's a spirit being and then he said in the beginning was a word he was a spirit that could speak and he spoke the world the universe into being Everything that's on it. And then in the 14th verse of the same chapter, it said the word became flesh and dwelt amidst the people. And he's talking about Christ. So in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh. And he was supposed to be the firstborn to be many like him. Mm-hmm. And so when we come off that basis, um, there's a lot to be offered to people. And we hope to get people to that point. Now, we, we again, we do classes, you know, at the church all the time, you know, on baptism, mm-hmm. getting people ready for, for that experience with God. You, you go back in uh, 
we we read it here on the podcast a few sessions back, and we talked about John the Baptist when he came. He was a forerunner for Christ. And Mm -hmm. we read in the Bible where God baptized him in the Holy Spirit before he was born in the mother's womb. And then when he was born, the mother got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then at the birth, when the father came into obedience and named him, he got the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Those are the only three people in the Bible that ever got it before the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, our identity is supposed to be in Christ and everything he did that God did through the body of Christ, he wants to do with everybody. That was just the firstborn to be, many to be like him. So everything, the anointing that God put on him, he wants to put on people. And to get him to that place, we're supposed to be forerunners for the next return of Christ, people that know him. And the only way to do that is to get into the scriptures and get filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be forerunners for him. Now, nobody knows the day or the hour. A lot of people have tried to pin it down, but they can't because the only person that knows that is the Father himself mm-hmm. when he's going to come back and right. rapture a church out. So in the meantime, we just have to take advantage of the time that we live in to try to minister to as many people as possible to get them to come. Yeah. And, you know, the the benefits are, first of all, our hope is for an eternity with him, mm-hmm. a new Jerusalem that the Bible talks about that people are going to go to to be with God. And that's our greatest hope. But we have a hope in between there mm-hmm. that God wants to help us while we're here on earth. Yeah, He doesn't give us the baptism of the Holy Spirit just for the idea of the resurrection and getting out of here but to be work, work and live in that power of the Holy Spirit while we're here. Mm-hmm. That's a tremendous blessing, you know, yeah. which a lot of people don't experience because they don't, they don't really haven't stepped into the depths of it or the mm-hmm. heights of it. They just, um, you know, a lot of people they just use it as terminology. Yeah. You know, Christian talk. Mm-hmm. Um, not ever fully receiving what God wants them to have. And I say that with a, uh, much regret because it's not fun knowing that people are shorted of, of the very thing they can have. Yeah. But, you know, um, because of the way people teach, you know, and, and it's really remarkable because in the book of James, the third chapter, James starts out talking in the first verse about, you know, don't wish to be a teacher of the gospel unless you're mm-hmm. really ready for it because you're going to be held accountable. Yeah. for what you teach. And I see that in a lot of areas where, you know, people are teaching and sometimes I'm watching them and I'm thinking, oh, come on, come on, come on, express this, you know, right here, right here, mm-hmm. stop. And they don't, they just blow over the top of scriptures that they should be sharing and people never get anything out of it. And it's heartbreaking to watch. But here we are, We you know, we got the year 2024 to start brand new. And yeah. the, you know, the very first Sunday service we had, in the new year, mm-hmm. you know, I started talking about the power of the tongue. Yeah. And it's really, really important mm-hmm. that people realize what they say yeah. is what they're going to end up with. Now, I do a number of uh, marriage counselings over the years. Mm-hmm. And generally, when I sit down with people, I tell them, well, let's first of all think back to why you're here today. 
you know, think back of what you said out of your mouth mm-hmm. to get you guys in the position you're in. You know, and it's yeah. true. It's true. And when people say things that they live to regret, you know, it's uh, hard to get out of, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. So w- even in our life every day that we're here, we have that ability to create with our own saying mm-hmm. out of our mouth what we're going to live in in the future here. And that's how I started out the year in church. I said, let's just get a grip on it right away. Yeah. In the beginning of the year of what we're going to say with our mouth and control it right from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you've been experiencing that, but it's really easy to just start na- talking negative and uh, say things that are totally out of the will of God. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I have a heightened awareness, of course. So I really try to not do that. Yeah, and, you know, you've been in it your whole life now, mm-hmm. and, you know, you understand the, the fallbacks to it if you don't do it right. Yeah. So, but a lot of people never heard it. They don't know it. And the slippery slope for me is negativity about current circumstances. So I don't say, I feel like I have a heightened awareness on like not saying something awful that could happen. But like if something less than desirable is happening at the moment, I'm like, well, this is, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah that's my downfall i i don't try to i try not to like speak things out negatively that could happen but um when i i can tend to like have a flare-up of bad attitude when bad things are currently happening mm-hmm. yeah i understand yeah <clears throat> Yeah, so 2024, when you ask that question, I guess, you know, going ahead, uh, you know, hope for um, uh, higher levels in uh, control, yeah. you know, of what we're saying, so that mm-hmm. what we're, you know. The Bible says in uh, Luke 6.45 that from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. I've got a t- T-shirt at home that says that. Mm-hmm. On the front, it says Luke 6.45. On the back, the entirety of the scripture is written. Yeah. So, you know, when I'm standing in front of somebody and they're billowing out all kinds of profanities mm-hmm. or, or negativities and they're just going, you know, and they, my shirt's right there, Luke 6, 4, 5, and then I turn around and they can read it. Yeah. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty serious, you know. Yeah. Um, our heart is supposed to be controlling our intellect. Mm-hmm. And if our heart's billowing out all the negativity, the, the intellect of a person doesn't stand much chance. Yeah. Because that's where the control is all turned backwards. Yeah. And uh, Adam and Eve learned that in the garden. When they were spiritually in control, everything was beautiful. When they sinned against God by their intellect, they fell. Right. And from there, they lost everything. They were kicked mm-hmm. right out of the garden. So when we, we are no different than them. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the ability to take this year and just run with it and watch everything we say, you know. And let God bless it. Why don't you pray a blessing over people in the new year? Absolutely. Father, we just thank you and praise you, Lord, for everybody that comes in, checks in with us, and listens. Lord, we ask that your power, your ability will come to them in a way that they've never experienced before, that spiritually they'll be awakened to watch their mouth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, that they'll be checked at every turn 
to make sure that they speak good into their life and not evil. Lord, it might be so subtle the way Satan works. You said he's the most deceiving creature that was ever created. And Father, we just bind him right now by the authority of the name of Jesus and the resurrection power of the blood that was shed at the cross of Calvary for humanity. And Lord, you said you love this world because you created it. But Father, this world has to bow their knee and receive you. And Father, I pray for people all over that they'll just do that today. They'll bow their knee, bow their heart before you, and ask for your help. Glory to God, Father, that they'll come out of the darkness into the marvelous light of Christ, and life will begin to be better this year, better than it was last year and the year before. Glory to God, that they can walk in the brightness of the coming of the Christ, and Father, enjoy their lives. But it all starts with our speech. We can call things that are not as though they were, were before sin entered into the life that we're living. And we thank you and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. <laughs>